Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Francisca. Mary, you experienced 16 years of sexual abuse as a child. Yes, I did. Yes. You're now 37, 38 years mm, old? 38 now, yes. 38. Last year, you published a book on your experiences and also about your cancer diagnosis and the struggle that followed. The book is very intimate. You tell about your life. What made you speak out loudly? Why did you decide to finally talk about the topic in, in public? Well, um, last year, yes, 20, no, 2020, actually, um, I got cancer, quite a heavy cancer diagnosis, which was a very aggressive cancer, a rare cancer. And um, so when I woke up from a very long surgery, I, um, I was told that my cancer was further than I thought. So I got quite overwhelmed with the fear of death. And somehow I just had to I had had the urge to, to, to leave something for my children, to leave the, my truth in case I don't make it. So I started typing and the, the pages just wrote themselves really because I, um, I typed during chemo, during radiotherapy. After a very heavy surgery, I typed uh, roughly 200 pages. And um, so it's just the first draft. I, it was never kind of edited and I sent it to an editor in uh, a publisher in um, in London and he he just said it's perfect don't change the manuscript it's just perfect as it is and we'll publish it so so it wasn't really a conscious decision to say hey I'm just gonna speak up it was just this um, kind of I have nothing to lose than my own life if you would describe that book it just it's just a trailer of a of a horror movie <laughs> with a bit of humor in there but it's still it's a it's a very heavy heavy book which is very authentic because it's been written in the middle of a, of a heavy storm did you expect that this book this writing process would free you somehow no not at all <laughs> it was definitely not uh, in any way the um the idea behind it i i just did it naturally and it just somehow The more I wrote, the more I realized that my life has somehow uh, a red thread throughout and the foundations of your childhood kind of determine who you will attract in later life, how you will let people treat you, how you will treat people, how you see yourself. It's kind of as if you were taking a third person perspective at your life and um analyzing it from uh, from far and things kind of fall into place and make sense and slowly I realize now today in 2022 that what, what my purpose is on this planet somehow and I, I realize that the only purpose I have now within me very deep inside of me it's to to speak out loud about a very taboo topic and protect our children because I have not been protected for 16 years, but I'm definitely not going to shut up <laughs> for the next, uh, however long I'm living, but I'm, I'm quite determined to live long enough to, to, to change the status quo. So what is your mission? What do you want to achieve with this book and with telling your story? Well, the um, obviously the first 
the first aim has been done and is is still ongoing. It's I'm I'm totally free. I have no hatred. I have nothing, no negative emotions against anyone. I'm I'm just free, totally free, as free as you can imagine someone to be. I finally love myself. I, I it took a very long time, but I finally love who I'm seeing in the mirror. So my aim, my other aim, obviously, is to encourage people to to realize that even even if you've been punched in the face over and over again in life, there is happiness after hell. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's, thank you. <laughs> um, Mary, you've proven a lot of this strength the moment that you decided to file a report at the police. Can you tell us how did this happen? Yes, yeah, so... Um, I didn't wake up one day and said to myself, um, today I will file a report. I um, It was just again that moment of extreme injustice that I felt it was the last drop that made me explode again. So um, the day before, two days before, the um, my two sisters had stolen my car during my sleep in the UK and they, um, they made me sign a blank contract uh, which they changed the owner with later on of, of my car on which I was still paying a loan but but that's um it's not about the car in the end it's really the extreme injustice because um the policeman I just went to police station to to um, confirm formalities if I can have my car back somehow and um so the policeman just invited my two sisters to the police station in Pétange and he uh in the end of the discussion, the two sisters were sitting in front of me with their legs crossed and they were mockingly smiling at me. So in the end, um, it was again that, that, that last drop that made me explode. For, the, for, the, for three hours, two, three hours, I just, just cried and, and, and exploded and just said details of the abuse to, to my two sisters who were really just smiling at me in, not in a nice way. And um, at some point, the policeman just shouted at them and said, how can you smile when your sister is suffering like this? And they um, took my car and went because they had changed the owner. So it was their right to take my car. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, not about the car again. But um, the policeman said to stay behind. And he put me in touch with the main investigator at the Protection de la Jeunesse. Um, so of course, if I, I was just at the right time, at the right place. I mean, if, if that policeman was not this uh, sensitive to this topic, he it might not have gone this way in the end. But um, from then on, I, I, I the whole investigation started and um, I had to repeat my story a million times. I had to go to the psychiatrist to check that I'm not a liar. I had to... It, w it was a, a really long, heavy heavy uh, investigation and of course my trial was all over the media I was easily identifiable I lost all my dignity I was humiliated and attacked by my own family and by the adverse party he, I had no dignity left of course there were intimate details of my body in, in, in the media and I they were lies they were obviously lies but they were lies told by my own family um And yet I, 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 I don't feel ashamed and I don't feel guilty and I, I, I just feel like sh 
shame and guilt has to go to the abuser. In the end, you, 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 I have, I have, I have this freedom for myself, and I have the victory to have, to have gone all the way and 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 still be here today, 2022, and still be able to smile. I'm I'm very grateful to the system because I'm personally I have not been let down by the system. They were all very kind and gentle with me. They were. The, the abuser got arrested one week after my report straight away, which does not happen. Uh, I mean, I, I was very surprised by this. But um, so he was held in, in, in prison without trial in Schrassisch for two years in Untersuchungshaft. And appeal after appeal after appeal. This is when he got finally sentenced to 15 years with five years on sursis, on probation. But... Um, uh, yeah, seeing my abuser being handcuffed and being escorted to that shielded police van was seriously the best day of my life. I, I could not have, I, if I had to pick one best day of my life, it's not the birth of my children, which was also good. <laughs> so far, it was that day, it was the 13th of July, 2013. It was really the day that I saw this monster being taken with the handcuffs to the um shielded police van and and I really just followed this van with my eyes until it was just not visible anymore and and this is when I I felt this huge relief that I think cannot be described in words because this this whole hell was finally over even if he's been released prematurely a few years ago I don't feel like it's um it's a failure. I feel like it's a still a huge victory. I got the satisfaction to see my abuser in in a very, very little position. And not many victims or survivors get to see that um, picture. But even if your trial ends up with a case closed because of lack of evidence, it's not a failure. It's, it's still a victory. Just the fact that you open your mouth and, and told the truth is the best revenge that you can do for against the abuser, but also for you as a freedom to, to, to relieve yourself from all this negativity that's, 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 that's keeping you locked in your own body. Just by, by opening up to it is already a huge step forward to your healing. And um, I have this freedom for myself and I have the victory to have to have gone all the way and, and, and still be here today, 2022, and still be able to smile and still have hope in life and still have this urge to help prevent this horror to, to, to our children. I, I, and I will not stop. I, 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 I will not make it by a, a loud troublemaking uh, approach, but I will do it in a soft, gentle, empowering way, which will, I think, have more resonance than than the other way than this sad poster campaigns which <laughs> if you're already a victim in a, in, a, in, a, in a horrible situation you don't want to see more sad victims in, in the poster or in flyers and on, on social media you, you want to see a smile you want to see hope you want this person to sell you um, the hope of, 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 of having a relationship one day of having children of having a job of having a future of just being happy and this is what I'm trying to portray and I think it's working because it's um, the feedback that I'm getting after each public appearance is very overwhelming and I'm, I'm, I'm it was not my aim at all when I wrote that book but 
it's a beautiful collateral um, added value that I never expected. But and as I always say, if I if if my words can help just this one person, which has already happened, I I my 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 mission is accomplished by far. <laughs> one short question: Did you have any support during the trial? To be honest. I had maybe one friend, <laughs> one friend I had um, the judge put me in touch with uh, one of the psychologists at Croix Rouge and um, she was wonderful. Um, but again, I was old, too old to be taken uh, care of, apparently. Um, I was 27, so and their limit is 26 or something. Okay. So they, they left me in the middle of therapy. <laughs> So no, it was not, and this is the thing. I needed someone to, to feel the pain, to feel the, to have been there, and I could not find. I, I bought I bought all the books that I could find about ch child sexual abuse. I could not, I, did, I could not get enough from these testimonies. And imagine, I mean, when we, when you speak about two to three children per class, or one in four girls and one in eight boys, there are many out there, and there are plenty of testimonies out there and if there could be a platform where you can exchange these testimonies and not feel like you're the only one going through this sh hell <laughs> sorry I was going to say something bad on the radio um, if, if you can feel like you're not alone and you can disclose what's happened to you without shame without judgment this is when you can start to, to, to move on. But unless you have this platform where you can freely talk about what happened to you without, I mean, it's not the same saying those things to a psychologist, to a therapist. It's not the same because this therapist has not gone through this. They are still an authority in your eyes that can judge you. If, if in if for example, an authority goes to schools and, and speaks about mobbing and child sexual abuse or whatever, It's it's good, but it's not credible because it's it's um, there is this boundary of, of authority that is still there because they're professional and you're a victim. Unless you put victims with victim or survivor with survivor, this is when the real exchanges will happen and the real healing can begin in my eyes. And this is honestly missing in Luxembourg. And I. I, I somehow will want to see that. And if it doesn't happen, I will want to create it somehow in, the, in, in <laughs> along with all my other projects that I, that I dream of. But yes. Um, okay. Good um, luck with that, Mary. Thank you, Francisca. Okay. And, and just to say, um, just, you know, there's this Projet de Loi that came up uh, uh, recently. It's still a projet, so it's not kind of... Um, fixed yes it, it, i mean it's not in 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 um it's not it's not still kind of applied however I, i i say that over and over again a little step a baby step in a taboo issue that has not been talked about for centuries i'm sorry it's it's a huge step it's a gigantic i mean gigantic step in the right direction you uh, because i see many people saying oh it's not enough We could do more. It's not enough. I'm sorry. No, it is already very good. It's it's very good to be even talking about it. It's very good that you've invited me here to speak about this. It's already good that I I can see articles in the newspaper speaking about this. This is already a step in the right direction. 
as they say, Rome, ha Rome wasn't built in a day. But give it baby steps, baby steps, little baby steps accumulated to big, 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 big progress. This is how it works. You cannot change the whole landscape in one day. So be patient and be happy. Be grateful for the little steps instead of complaining about that there is not being enough done already. There is enough already done, but there could be more, of course. But there's always more that can be done. And I'm, 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 I'm just euphoric for every baby step that happens in this, specifically in this taboo issue. Let's hope that they continue to oh, yes, do yes. baby steps. They will. <laughs> baby steps, many baby steps accumulate to big, big, big progress, I'm sure. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Thank you, Francisca.